The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Go, Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Golden Boot. It's your boy, Boo Bell. Uh, I got a special guest in the building. He'll be joining us shortly. Uh, but, 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 man, I want to say happy Wednesday, hump day to everybody. We got a very exciting day, uh, a very good show coming up. Gonna talk some of this baseball, talk about the regional, super regionals, talk about, let's see how we think our ties is gonna do. Uh, talk a little Zion, I guess a little bedroom talk, I guess you could say. <laughs> is Zion going for an AVN award? I don't know, but uh, I tell you what, Zion might, never mind, no comment, no comment. <laughs> Zion said, if you see me on the hood, mind your business, but uh. Let's go ahead and get started, man. Let's uh first off, as always, man, want to give a shout out to our sponsors over at betonline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. Betonline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, you know we had to bring him back to talk about baseball. Got our man Julian, the baseball dude back in the building. Julian, welcome back, man. How you doing tonight? Good yourself, cool? Man, I'm good. I'm good, man. I ain't gonna complain. I don't know if you can y'all can hear me. I ain't gonna complain though. Uh oh. Oh, they were clapping twice for you, Julian. You just that good. <laughs> Just that good. Uh, but, man, welcome back, man. It was a great, well, for some people, 
for some teams. It was a great weekend of uh, college baseball. A lot of surprises, a lot of home runs, uh, a lot of offense. I'll say that. Uh, I do want to start here, and and this is not to to pick at you, uh, Miami. Um, last year they uh, had a lead against Ole Miss, lost the lead, and then ended up getting bounced. <clears throat> Excuse me. You kind of saw that again this year uh, in that game against Texas. Uh, they had a lead, a pretty pretty decent lead, uh, and then one inning was completely blown up. Gave up a ninth spot. <clears throat> and and yeah, and uh, they went from what it was what six one to like ten ten six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Miami. Hope and I hope this doesn't come true this year. Uh, Miami lost to Ole Miss. Ole Miss won the title uh, in basketball. Uh, Miami's men lost to UConn. UConn won the title. Miami's women lost to LSU. Mm-hmm. LSU women won the title. Ah, I'm just hoping Texas don't win the title. Yeah, I'm hoping that Texas doesn't either. But the good side of it is Stanford is seven and zero when they host mm-hmm. the Super Regional. So, okay, that is some, I I didn't know that I didn't know that. Um, six count them six SEC teams make it to supers. Um, at least two of them are, are guaranteed to go to Omaha because you've got LSU versus uh, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and then you've got um, Florida versus South Carolina. Um, what do you think about the matchups, though, uh, going into Super Regionals? I think the matchups are good. It's something that they're surprising. I think the surprising one is going to be the Oral Roberts versus Oregon because they're like the sleeper picks. They weren't the one, especially Oral Roberts. That's the number four seed, mm-hmm. you know, shocking the Stillwater. Oregon going up to Tennessee, going to Vandy, beating Vandy as well, and then playing Xavier, beating Xavier twice. I think that's an exciting one, but I think everyone else is like either we predicted, we predicted it or it wasn't like a shocker. I think the shocker, maybe one of the hosts was Indiana State. Right. As they as they won their regional, I think we all picked either Iowa or UNC to get out of that region, but they won. But I think everyone else is kind of surprised like how TCU's playing. I think seven out of the six games, they scored more than 10 runs. The only one that was kind of close was their second time when they played Kansas State when they won 6-4 or 6-3, and they only had three hits that game. So that was kind of surprising. But every night, like from the tournament to on, like they played, they scored more than 10 runs. Like it's it's kind of crazy, like with the run that they have. Yeah. Uh, I think the one that kind of shocked me was uh, Virginia. Um, I expected, I fully expected East Carolina to come out of that, uh, out of that bunch or even Oklahoma, but yeah. Uh, that that one shot me. I think Duke beating Coastal Carolina. I think that one's that, the that's shot. Another one. Yeah, that's another one. Um, I'm not surprised Southern Miss made it. I am surprised that Auburn got bounced in two games. Two games, and then the way how they lost to the first one, they extra innings couldn't score a run. Then the second game is a back and forth, and then Southern Miss just like took the lead, and then they're playing catch-up. I think they had, I think in the sixth and the seventh, they had, like, chances to, like, cut the deficit into two or one, mm-hmm. and they couldn't cash them in. And then Southern missed the following innings. We'll hit another home run or double in the gap, scoring the runs to extend the lead, where it's just, like, 
Auburn just couldn't come back for me. Right. Um, yeah, Penn, um, Penn is the first, I think, if I, I forgot what they said, the first Ivy League to beat an SEC team um, or something like that. It was the first win over an SEC team for Penn. It was something crazy uh, for them to beat. Um, An Ivy League. Or, yeah. It was I mean, just... as, as SEC team. And it's rare because like, you usually don't see it as much mm-hmm. as well, too. You usually think – you see, like, the one seed usually advance. And you don't see, like, a four seed go for the upset. All right. But we saw it twice this year. I mean, in this regional, we saw it with Oral Roberts. They beat Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State was another two because they they got bounced right away too two games in a barbecue. Yeah, it was uh, even Arkansas getting beat the way they did. I that was just ooh. especially I think the first game was twenty to five to TCU, and then they put up a better fight the second game, but still I think it was fourteen or twelve twelve four. Yeah, that almost- last game. Yeah, I'll, you almost kind of feel bad for the bacon guys. Uh, not really, but you kind of do. Um, but uh, what what is the most intriguing matchup in the Supers for you? I want to say it's going to be Southern Miss and Tennessee because those are both bubble teams. Well, not bubble teams, but had, both had chances to host it at their park. Southern Miss obviously got theirs. So mm-hmm. I think those are the hot teams. Like you want to see – like for me personally, I want to see Tony V get there, show them like, hey – like after a rebound year to some pe- to some people, I made it to the super. I made it again to Omaha, but you also want that feel good story with Southern Miss as that's their coach of their last dance, like to get right. them to at least Omaha. So that one, I think another one is Florida versus South Carolina. You want to see how they are. If South Carolina didn't end pretty well and they got into this tournament, they start off pretty well. Florida was kind of on the ropes. They lost to Texas Tech the second game. Had to go again versus UConn. They beat UConn, played against Tech, a doubleheader. They won, and then they won the game on Monday. So you want to see how that affects Florida. Do more arms than what you wanted to versus South Carolina, where they just got the three wins and you're done. But I also want to see Texas versus Stanford. Because mm. Texas traveled to the East Coast, went back to Austin, then Austin to the West Coast. Like, at some point, does fatigue just hit them and just right? Uh, shout out to uh, our good man, uh, Paul's hub. Uh, he with the the fact he said the SEC was nine and zero versus Ivy League in the tournament, nine and one now thanks to uh, Penn and Auburn. Uh, yeah, so uh, that one was, mm, um, like I said, it uh, it was stunning to the way Auburn lost because Auburn had gotten so hot. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, just listening to what you said, you know, some of these intriguing matchups. Um Southern, like you said, Southern Miss. Um, I'm I'm pulling for Southern Miss. I, I've I've got a little soft spot for them right now. Um but yeah, and then you talked about Florida and South Carolina. Florida, although they won um their their bracket, um it feels like it was a lot of struggle wins. Mm-hmm. Like they only uh, beat FAMU 3 0 with Jack Clinton right. pitching, so it was kind of surprising there. Yeah. But it shows how good FAMU is. Yeah. And they, they almost they almost pulled it off against UConn too, just that last inning just exploded on them. Right. Yeah, it was yeah, three nothing, then it was uh eight two, and then they lost to to 
tech four or five and it just seemed like they couldn't get going until they actually actually had uh needed to uh mm-hmm. now they go against south carolina if i'm not mistaken uh I, I think it was the first season uh series of the season i think uh south carolina swept them if i'm not mistaken. yeah i think they beat them one of the games 13 to three so it was just like yeah, yeah it, it's just and now they you know what I'm saying granted postseason play for anybody in the sport is always different. You're never mm-hmm. playing the same team um that you played the first time. Um that make and, and those of you sports enthusiasts kind of understand what I'm saying. Um but what do you think about South Carolina this time around going against uh Florida in the uh in I the think tournament? it's gonna I think it's gonna be different. I don't think you're gonna see a 13 to 3 win. I think most of these games, it's going to be close. If it is a blowout, it's going to be like towards the end where just that one inning just screws everything up for the other team. But I think, like, if it's for like, especially Duke versus Virginia, South Carolina versus Florida, and LSU versus Kentucky, you're going to see those games like close. Because yeah. you already have the book on them. You're already going to watch the film. Mm-hmm. You're going to see like what they do for you, did against you, see how they did in the tournament as well. You're gonna, you just got to see how they did. Yeah, and I was wrong. They actually played. It was later later in the season when they played Florida and swept them. Uh, but they swept them, like you said, thirteen three. Uh, that was, of course, uh, a run rule. Then they beat them five to two. Then they beat them seven to five, uh, and that was just in April. So again, you know, it's going to be intriguing, in, in my opinion, to see how they bounce back uh, playing them again now. Uh, in the tournament, does that factor into you know saying the the psyche? Of playing a team who basically swept you, <laughs> you know, and then the environment too. Like I know it's different, but now it's going to be packed as well. Like where the mistake is going to come down to haunt you, whereas the other is like, okay, like we'll get it another one. You know, it's going to be like Apollo two saying to Rocky and Rocky three. There is no tomorrow for some of these teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I and me and Aunt actually talked about this before. Um, I think that you got to um, – why not? You didn't have to, but it, it should be a – I'm trying to think of how to put it. Right now, you swap who's the home team between games. Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, – Ant mentioned, and I thought I actually thought it was a good idea, you know, that the home team should remain the home team the entire series because it's – I mean, that's the whole point of having home field advantage. Granted – they will be in, in, in South Carolina, and, and the fans can get rowdy, get rambunctious, and, and stir things up. But at the same time, who would not want to have that, that extra bottom half just in case? No, I think it, it's also not it's not fair for the student, the athletes. You know, you worked your whole season from February all the way to now to get that home field advantage where you don't have to travel, go into those hostile environments as well. So it's not fair for them, like – to go be the visiting team, but you're in the same dugout, just wearing different uniforms. Like, to yeah. me, it doesn't make sense. And I think also, too, like, I know it's, like, minor, but, like, the music, like... like Last week's game, uh, it, it turned out right for, for LSU, but it's still factored in. No, yeah, like, with weather, you're not, you know, it's also, a, it happened in Miami Regional, too, mm-hmm. where it kind of delayed some of the starts. So you're just wondering, like, can you get this guy in? Like, I know I saw, like, Paul Skeens was pitching against Tulane. Turned out to be the best decision that Jay Johnson made because he pitched the full game. 
didn't have to use your bullpen and he didn't have to start against Oregon where you start and then I think it was like an hour delay or how long was the delay? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was like an hour and a half, maybe two hour delay. So basically you would have lost him either way, just yeah. like maybe like 10, 15 pitches. Yeah. Yeah. He, he threw, uh, if I'm now, uh, Ty Floyd threw 71 pitches, but that was still three innings, only three mm-hmm. innings. So, you know, and I remember they got on Ty Floyd right away too. They, Oregon State was actually winning, so you could say the weather helped out LSU turn the momentum back to them. Yeah. Um, then coming out of the break, uh, LSU gave up a home run, uh, and then uh, they kind of started getting the momentum back. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, looking back at the schedule when, when LSU played Kentucky, uh, the first game they run-ruled them in eight. Uh, then they lost the second game 13-10, to 10, and then they won the last game 7-6. to six. Uh, that one, that one, ironically, was delayed by rain. So mm-hmm. now I remember I saw the Paul Skeens, the one that you guys they won on Friday. Mm-hmm. That was the most he ever given up during that time. So that he gave up five runs. The second one, you, I think you guys were winning, and then you guys lost the lead, and then they they took it. And then Kentucky was winning on the Friday, the Sunday game, and then they right. blew the lead, and you guys took. So I mean, it was evenly matched throughout the season. I think it was evenly matched. I think it's going to be now it's going to be a dogfight. You just want to see how are they going to react in Kentucky because they took, they went seven games basically in their original because they had to come out from the losers bracket. Well, as LSU, we only played three games. But the delay because of the Sam Houston and Tulane game kind of pushed everything back. So you technically finished on the same day. But you do, you lose less pitchers. Yeah, I'm looking here to see who was the uh, pitcher uh, on, for LSU during that game. Uh, that was Ty Floyd. So Ty Floyd started the pitching um, in that game, then Griffin Heron, then Blake Money. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Uh, Kentucky basically blew it open in that second game. Uh, they scored in the seventh inning. It was uh, They scored five then, and LSU never recovered after that. They scored three in the eight. LSU scored three in the eight to kind of get it to within two, but then Kentucky scored one in the ninth and, and ended up winning by uh, three runs. So um, I, I do think the key to this one is uh, got LSU had three errors in that game. Mm-hmm. You got to be error-free. Uh, got to be error-free. Uh, I, I, I understand everybody wants to see – schemes and and hey hold them for this game play them this game uh i'm gonna trust jay to do what he needs to uh somebody even kind of made a suggestion that, that i thought was was interesting they were saying uh but it made sense start someone else just in case it rains and then bring schemes in after that uh to complete but you run the risk of um just uh trying to measure out how long you know because Let's say you bring skins in and all of a sudden it starts rains again. Yeah. yeah so uh and it's not even the rain, it's the lightning that, that really causes the delays. Mm-hmm. So 30 minute delay for each strike. Correct. And then also too, you haven't we haven't known if Paul Skeens ever pitched out of the bullpen before his college career. That's so that true. that energy that he's gonna have is gonna be different. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. too, and I think also the big key is who's gonna get to the bullpen first. Mm. I think if you get into their bullpen first, that's determines who's going to win. Yeah. 
Uh, I wonder if LSU is going to do the same strategy that they did, in, uh, did against Oregon State in um in that in the, in the game two of the regional where uh, after the weather delay, instead of bringing out a normal bullpen guy, they brought out their third starter and let him you know take kind of carry it the the most of the rest of the way uh, before bringing in the closer. Um, that's something else that I think is a, a interesting strategy that we just kind of have to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. I think um, so too. I think also too. No, like I know Monday LSU Twitter was all up in the board because you guys won, but the report West Johnson's going to UGA now wasn't yeah. perfect timing by the reporter, but I understand. Yeah, Pete, Pete Thamel with the with the BS. Uh, a lot of people kind of called him out for that. I, I think it was. Um, so I, I'll say this: um, something I was told when we first start doing. Uh, uh, pod, I mean, doing the pod and doing the show. Um, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's not always about being first but being right. And although Pete Thamel was right, you do want to uh give courtesy to uh letting coaches make their announcements or making kids make their announcements with, with commitments. Uh, mm-hmm. there are times I know people's announcements, I know you know, you know, we've been told, hey, I'm gonna commit. No, okay, cool, that's you know, congratulations. When are you going to commit? Um, so we can have something ready. So as soon as you commit, we can post it. But I hate that. Let me be first, get the attention thing. Cause mm-hmm. he basically took the momentum what LSU had instead of talking about the win, going to super regionals, it's talking about well, Jay Johnson year three is gonna have another pitching coach. Yeah, that took with, and it's not fair for the student athletes, the managers, the bat girls, the ball girls, anybody who works in LSU baseball. That's not fair to them because if you look about it, a year ago we were on Twitter Spaces asking like, what are we gonna do with the pitchers? Because basically, you guys were at Game Seven, you guys were arms away from going to the Super Regional. Mm-hmm. And I remember because we had a there's heated arguments about what was happening, like this and that, and to See, like a team team effort, Joy taking away because a report. It just yeah, yeah. Um, now, uh, Andrew Martin Paul Sub says that Skeens did close at times at Air Force, so it's not unfamiliar territory. So okay, that's cool. Um, it's good to know. Uh, glad to hear it. Um, so that is, I guess, another avenue to explore. Uh, but man, let's let's see here. Um. Something else that came out, man. Uh, the Golden Spikes finalists. Uh, LSU lands two on this list. You got uh, Paul Skeens and uh, Dylan Cruz. Hey, give me one second. I'm sorry about Mm-hmm. 
Hey, sorry about that. And I popped up his aunt. I popped up his aunt, <laughs> not me. <laughs> but uh, back to the Golden Spikes, man. Um, LSU got Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz, and then the third is actually from Florida. It's the uh, um, ah, God, Jack Callion. There you go, Jack Callion. I was going to call. I don't know. I, was, I want to call him Cal Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jack Callion. Um, so all three SEC. Um, who is your pick? And you and you don't have to you don't have to get the home the home team favorite here. No, I voted earlier. I voted for Dylan Cruz. I think he's the one. Even though yes, I know Paul Skeens, he deserves it rightfully so. I think it's between them. It's one A one B. But I think Cruz because he's more. He means more to the team. I'm not saying that Paul Skeens doesn't, but you kind of see the team goes as Dylan Cruz goes. Okay. So you say Paul Cruz? I mean Paul. Uh, I mean, Dylan Cruz. I, I actually picked Paul Skeens uh, just simply because Dylan Cruz has been phenomenal for, for LSU uh, for years, and he definitely deserves it. Um, I just feel like at times this season, we felt like we only had one really good pitcher to, mm-hmm. to get us through, to carry us through. Um, and then he he, he kind of carried that load until everybody got back where they need to be. So. No, he did. I think he also. I mean, you really can't go wrong. I think they picked Jack Leon. I think he deserves it as well, but I think it's more for his offensive side than what That's, his pitching yeah. was. Yeah, which I run it. Everybody was excited. They thought we were going to see uh, Skeens do the same thing. He got the LSU, and they were like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, we need you to do one thing and one thing only." I think he's just too valuable. You can't. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. throw him. Yeah, get him hurt. He's one, he's one hit on the wrist for being out four to six weeks. And then that was your A starter too. So just imagine how many games he would have missed. Right. Um, man, let's, let me ask you this before we move on, talk basketball and stuff. Uh, tell me about, man, what's, what else is going on MLB? MLB. So, I mean, we had a can- we talked about it earlier. There's cancellations today between the White Sox and New York mm-hmm. and Philly and Detroit because of the wet, the weather from Canada, the wildfires makes it seem like there's air filters or there's filters on the photos that we've been seeing, but no, it's true. But I mean, in MLB right now, you s- the A's kind of surprised the Pirates. They scored seven runs today. They won nine to five, and then yesterday they beat the Pirates again, eleven to one. So the A's, like you know, they're an up and down team. But I think for baseball right now, it's just I think it's good so far, especially at the stolen base that like they're going up. I think a guy that they're not talking about is in Miami. He's a Luis Ariza. He's hitting. He had four hundred one yesterday. I don't know what he went today against the Royals, but. We haven't seen anybody hit 400 since Ted Williams. So, I mean, that's an eye you're going to keep an eye on. But, I mean, let's go back until September to kind of look at it. Mm-hmm. But he got out to that fast start. Like, that's the one that you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Man, um, I hadn't – I guess I hadn't got to the point where I'm, I'm watching uh, MLB like that yet. Uh, it's usually mm-hmm. somewhere in between uh, – Somewhere in the summer, it's probably right around All Star break when I actually really. I mean, I'll keep up with scores and stuff, but it's usually around then when I actually watch uh, MLB and start keeping up, uh, just to see who's going to potentially be in the playoff race. Um, and I also mentioned uh, my Cardinals aren't doing well, so I, I'm just kind of 
I'm boycotting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of sad. It's like it's sad because like the Cardinals is a good run organization. Mm-hmm. Just to see them yeah. struggle, it's just, especially right now they're in Texas too. Like they're struggling against Texas, but for Texas, they received some bad news. They lost Jacob Degrom, who's, who mm-hmm. has Tommy yeah. John. So yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. Man, man, man. But, man, let's talk some basketball. Uh, right now, um, NBA Finals, you got Miami. Um, they're down seven, I think, last I checked. Um, it might be uh, – let's see what it was, seven. Uh, they're down 11 now. Uh, it's 59-48 with 9-47 left in the third. Um, but, man, uh, the story of the day – the, the stories of the day had nothing to do with the NBA finals when it comes to basketball. Uh, I'm going to start with the one that's not as fun to talk about. Uh, the Suns waived CP3. or They said they're, 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 they haven't waived them yet. They said that it's uh, looking like they've informed him that he will be waived. Um, a lot of speculations on where he could go next. Uh, some fans in New Orleans said, hey, bring him back. Um, bring him home. Uh, and CP3 actually just went on the Pivot podcast and explained why he left New Orleans. I don't know. Did you see that clip? No, I didn't get a chance. I wanted to see it, but I didn't get a chance to. Yeah. So, and and I'll give you a synopsis. You still should see it. To, you know, hearing his own words. Um, but but he basically stated that um, they would come into the locker room uh, like ownership and was and basically be like, "Hey, uh, the team is moving." The team is moving to Kansas City. The team is moving somewhere in California. The team is moving. And he said, and it was constantly like that. And it just got to a point where it was too much for him. And said, so that's the reason why he left. He said he didn't want to leave New Orleans. But he's like, they didn't have good ownership at the time. Uh, So that was truly the reason why that they left. Um, And you you hate to hear it. uh, Mm -hmm. Because that is, I'm not going to say tarnished, but it did make uh put a bad taste in a lot of of, of uh pales now pales fans uh mouth and um they've really not liked CP3 since then um but man uh also um the other news I know you saw this one. I saw this I, the memes were funny yeah Zion Williamson announced yesterday that uh or it, it came out they had a gender reveal he's gonna be a soon to be dad uh he's gonna be a girl dad man uh so congratulations for that but to him. not everybody was happy about yeah. the news <laughs> not everybody that was, was happy. that's a sticky situation uh somebody let me know if you had mariah mills uh talking talking trash about zion on your bingo card because i definitely didn't have that one uh, Mariah Mills came out and uh, told everything. She laid out the dirty laundry. Oh, all the dirty laundry. Hey, you spit in my, I let you spit in my mouth. Um, I uh, I let you, uh, <laughs> what she say? You supposed to got me pregnant. I was letting you hit it raw. I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm talking about she was letting it all out. And then on top of all that, come to find out the uh, young lady that is uh, with child uh appears to be uh a adult in the adult industry herself um and the 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 headline i saw was alleged squirter (laughs) zion and alleged squirter are expecting their first child and it was just like wow wow um i don't know what to say about zion 
I think Zion has a couple, like, yesterday and today was a pretty rough day because we saw DeMar Hamlin on the field, and then a lot of people are saying, well, he's gotten the back before the, like, before him and Michael Thomas, so it's just mm. it's a bad day to be Zion these past two days. Yeah. I mean, I, I think now we can all understand uh, some of the reasons why he didn't come back as fast. Uh, he's He's got weak legs. Uh, strong hips, but weak legs. Uh, <laughs> Okay. All right. That's too much. But uh, yeah, man. It's just I, I wonder what how this is gonna play out. Uh, how does this factor into him trying to return? Uh, <laughs> this old vet said, <laughs> "How did we get on the topic of squirters?" Uh, we started talking about Zion. Uh, uh, this old vet. I don't know. I, I don't know if you're on on Twitter, but uh, it's been a field day. Uh. You get a chance, uh, and, and it is safe to do it. Google Zion Williamson and all the stories. You'll, you'll see everything you need to see. Everything you need to see. So, uh, but yeah, it's been it's been interesting, man. That was that was just like the highlight of my day. So. But you feel bad for like, I know we talked about the CP three, but DeAndre Aiden because Coach Vogel said the plans are we need to keep him in the future. Then today you see. CP3 and Aiden are going to be a package deal. So it's just like, who's lying and who's not? Yeah, yeah. That's, um, I don't know, man. Um, I wonder who's pulling that string. If that is that Vogel or what? Now, I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Let me get back to CP3. Uh, where do you think he lands? Because a lot of people are saying LA so he can play with LeBron. You would like to see. L.A. LeBron because he's the last banana boat guy that LeBron hasn't got to play with other than That's the true. Olympics. That's true. But a reunion to New Orleans would be nice. I mean, I have, when I was little, I had the CP3 jersey, the New Orleans, the teal one. Like That was probably like my favorite one. Would be nice to see for him to come back. But, I mean, at this point, this NBA, I think it's going to – this offseason is going to be different. Very. Let's say the least. Especially because Kyrie calling LeBron coming into Dallas. Yeah, I mean, so to me that's interesting. Very different, very different. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, seeing the the shakeup and stuff this off season. Uh, because wherever LeBron, if I'm pretty sure he's going to stay, um, wherever he goes, it's going to be a I guess you could say one year deal thing to try to see, um if he can find a place where him and Bronny can play together mm-hmm. is basically what it's going to end up being. So it's going to be like those heat deals with the, the role players they had. They just signed one year deals. Yeah. But I think Bron like it, it's had to say, but Bronny was the one who's going to tell him where to go. Cause if I think if Bronny would have went somewhere else for college and just say ASU or U of A, I think he would have gone to Phoenix or. Well, I, I don't think it matters about the college. I mean, I get what you're saying. I think he, I think realistically, the only reason Bronny and I wasn't surprised he picked USC. Um, um, I think he probably should have looked at UCLA, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think the reason why he chose USC is to stay in LA, so Bron can see and catch uh, at least half of their games, you know, during the season or whatever. So um, basically, kind of keep them close, you know. And uh, I let's be honest, LeBron is his coach. LeBron is going to be the one who's going to train him and get him coached up. Uh, the, he, he'll have that one year under uh, 
Oh man, the guy from the USC guy who uh came from I, I just remember from Lob City. Um but he, he's gonna have that year under um uh, under that coach to to get to Lich and stuff. But I we all know it's gonna be LeBron all day, uh coaching him up. It is. I mean, and also it's it's good to hear a different basketball voice other than from your father. That's true who's, too. I think also too, LeBron had a trip like LeBron, I don't think he has that much of a trust issue of everybody. Like his circle's really tight and stuff too. So for that coach to allow Bronny to get into the USA, that's that's a big story. So I think he trusts him. Like I think we're gonna see it like how Archie Manning was with Peyton. Like I'm just dad. Like I'm just here to cheer. Like you do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, man. Let's talk some football. Talk a little football before we get up out of here. Uh, we'll talk football. Then we'll talk football. Um, Josh Allen, man, he was named the twenty Madden twenty twenty four cover athlete. Um, does Josh Allen actually need a, a curse, or is he already cursed? I think he's already cursed. <laughs> uh, nah, man, I think Josh Allen, man. Uh, we said it before on this show. Uh, I think he's already hit his peak. What we see is what we're gonna get out of. I mean, out of Josh Allen. I think it's not his fault that he has a curse. I think it's just like the team that he plays on that has a curse. Like that's, yeah, that's just that. Yeah. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs visited the white house today. Um, and in true fashion, uh, they were, um, being silly and, and Mahomes had to run, uh, Travis Kelsey off the, uh, off the microphone. So, but nah, man, it was, it was good for him. You know, they well-deserved for him to visit the white house. Um, but man, I'm gonna tell you one thing I am excited about, and I don't know if it's gonna happen. I'm not even a fan of Jacksonville Jaguars. Have you seen the plans for this this state of the art stadium? Uh, proposed with the inside and outside could cost two billion with a B dollars. No, I think they need like they need that renovation. Even though it's the stadium where it is, it's good now, but mm-hmm. especially in Florida because you don't know it's hot and cold and it's either gonna rain or it doesn't. Yeah. Especially in that during that summer, like the beginning of those months of the football, when it's hot, like you need that shade. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Somebody was saying the way it's designed, and I actually this was what really caught my attention. And I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, they said the way it's designed, they could host the Super Bowl. They could, well, football games, the Super Bowl, uh, uh, NC, uh, the Final Four, WrestleMania. Um, soccer is like it's just designed perfectly. You can hold any kind of event in there. So, yeah, because the Con family, I think they're part of the WWE. I think it's WWE or they own one of them. It's either WWE or WWF or AW. One of those. A AEW maybe. A yes, they a. the Con family owns one of those too. So yeah, I think it's a. Uh, I think it is AEW. Yeah. Um, man, we were excited about um. Uh, EA Sports college football coming out. Uh, that is now in jeopardy. Uh, the College Football Players Association is organizing a boycott of the 2024 AE, uh, I'm sorry, EA Sports college football game. Uh, reportedly, EA Sports is only offering the players $500. And I say only um, just simply because looking at how much that money can make. Um, my ideal, hear me out, people. My ideal, raise it to a thousand dollars and then give them a uh cut of the royalties. 
I think so too. I think they should like sign like a little contract for how long you're in school. Like the money goes up and up. So by mm-hmm. the time you graduate, here's your check. Here you go. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, we got to get this game. Uh, it's been too long. Uh, speaking of that, the last time they had a game, this game was 2014. Denard Robinson was on the cover. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 2015, 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23 this year. I know y'all get the gist. Who's a cover athlete that you would have loved to see on the game during that time? Lamar Jackson. Mm. I think there's I like no doubt, it. just Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Um, it's bad to say this now. God, it's bad to say this now. Deshaun Watson. I would have loved to see Deshaun Watson on there. Um, Yeah. Um, Of course, everybody's going to say Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow definitely would have been on there. Uh, I would love to see Jamar Chase. Um, I'm trying to think of who else uh, during that time frame. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Baker Um, Mayfield. Um. CD Lamb. I think CD Lamb would have been pretty pretty cool too. Yeah, it's very Lamb. rare that receiver that's on there. It's mostly like a quarterback thing. Yeah. I think the last receiver we saw was the Desmond Howard one. That was like 2006. Yeah. Uh hold on. I actually had the list of athletes that were on there. Uh, let me see who the uh, let me see let me see if I can cover uh, cover athletes. Um, oh, here it is. This might help because uh, do, do, do. man, I wish this thing would. I hate when you look something up and you saw it earlier, then you can't find it again. Oh, here it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here it is. Um. Uh, so we had um, Danny Waffle, Charles Woodson, Ricky Williams, Sean Alexander, Chris Winkie, Joey Harrington, uh, Carson Palmer, yeah, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Desmond Howard, Reggie Bush, uh, Jared Zabransky. Um, and then 09, they had different covers for different platforms. They had Deshaun Watson on the PS2. I'm sorry. Deshaun Jackson on the PS2, Matt Ryan on the PS3, Owen Schmidt on the PSP. They had the uh Sparty, the mascot on the Wii, mm-hmm. and Darren McFadden was on the 360. I remember uh, the Darren McFadden one. Yeah, and on, on the in two, uh 2010, Brian Arakpo, which is a name I have not heard in a long time. Uh, but uh, Brian Arakpo was on PS2, Brian Johnson on PS3, Mark Sanchez was on PSP, and Michael Crabtree was on the 360. Oh, yeah, the Crabtree, they used the one that he scored the one uh, touchdown against Texas. Yeah, yeah, and then 11, it went back to the one cover athlete. You had Tebow in 11, Mark Ingram in 12, RG3 in 13. Well, actually, in 13, you had RG3 and Barry Sanders. Um, they had, I guess, the, the special edition, and then 14 was Denard Robinson. Those are some good names, yeah, yeah. So, 
definitely, like I said, looking forward to hopefully that game will come back so we can uh get back on uh <laughs> I got some I got some trash to talk. Uh but I'm looking forward to it. Not only too, and they're making it realistic too. Like your players can't show the transfer portal, so transfer portal, NIL deals, uh recruiting, all that, man. It's gonna be I, I'll tell you the funny story about it. I once did a creative player, right? Mm-hmm. Did a creative player, went through the draft pro I mean the recruiting process, and he went to another school. I was like, I I literally made you. How? But no, that's uh that game was far ahead of his time. Uh, I think it was funny too, like where you can be your like the coach for your season. Oh and yeah, you have like the small schools like beating like the Alabamas and the Floridas yeah. to win the national championship. Yeah. Man, I I learned a lot about different teams at that time. Uh, like I said, I tell people all the time, I had Ball State underseeded for like five seasons. <laughs> so I think the game that was underrated was the, the mascot games. That yeah, it was. It was. It was. Um man, uh good news for those of you who have been keeping up with the story. Travis Rudolph. Um Travis Rudolph was uh in a murder trial for basically it was self, you know, he he was pleading self-defense. Um, a woman he was dating, um, I think she found out he was talking to other women. He found out she was married. I know, crazy. Uh, she got into it. She uh, assaulted him. Uh, he pushed her off of him, um, and I think he kind of pushed her, pushed her down. Uh, she called her brothers or sent texts to her brothers to basically say, "Come shoot his shit up." Direct quote: "Come shoot his shit up." Um, and basically, a brother, t- you know, since so she told him what happened, her brother said he's a dead man walking. Um, his her brother and and some friends, it was like four of them, came over, um, got into it with him and his brother. Um, he was uh ended up shooting. Uh, they said they didn't have a weapon, they actually did have a weapon on them. Um, and ended up shooting and, and killing, I think, one of the friends. Um, he was on trial for that. The trial was a, a complete mess. Um, I don't want to get too political. But it leaves if you if you are able to watch it or, or catch up with it or see clips of it, um, it definitely does not uh, help anyone who believes in the justice system. <laughs> it was terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, the I guess the star witness for the um, for the prosecution was the girlfriend ex-girlfriend and she lied the entire time they and they picked apart the lies um also uh with that um the lead detective uh there were several things that happened she missed the entire time but ended up all that said and done travis rudolph was found not guilty on all charges and he's been on IG Live throwing a party the entire time. So, yeah. So he's looking forward to getting back to possibly playing football again, starting his career. So, good for him. Hopefully um, he gets that chance. Yeah, yeah, hopefully he does. Uh, but, man, we we talk a little football real quick. Messi. Le- Lionel Messi is leaving PSG, and he is headed to – the MLS Inter Miami team. 
Messi will be in the States. So uh, last last two things. I uh, want to say RIP to the WWE's Iron Sheik. Uh, he was a Hall of Fame wrestler. Uh, he passed away at the age of 81. Uh, but very, very well known. Uh, he was real big back in the day. Kids when wrestling was fake, but it was real. <laughs> I think a lot of people know if you watch the show Young Rock, he comes mm-hmm. out on it a lot. Yeah. Basically, it was like helped raise Dwayne Johnson or the stuff that he's been telling him. Yeah. All right. End of the third quarter. Uh, Denver has stretched this thing out to 14 point uh, deficit for Miami. It's 82 68. So. But, man, I do want to say um, Vegas Knights are up 2-0 against the Florida Panthers. Um, Vegas might be looking getting their first one pretty soon. It is. I mean, also, too, I mean, it's a lot of chippiness, a lot of fouls not being called the Florida Panthers way. But, I mean, also, too, it was home court advantage, too, for the Vegas Knights. Let's see how they do cross-trip against two – into Florida. Let's see. Hopefully, they can make it a series, not a 4 0. Julie, you got anything else before we get up out of here? No, just let's enjoy this conference finals between hockey and, and basketball. Just watch a good Super Regionals this weekend. Hopefully, our teams make it. Reading for LSU. Go back, break the, break the bar record that they sell for the jello shots. Break it. This show was presented by BetOnline.ag. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Golden Boot! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.